0: World, and welcome to Cartridge Club Portable. I'm your host, Curtis Friesel, and this month I'm very excited, my very special guest is one of the hosts of the Bonus Barrel Podcast, an aficionado all things ace attorney, Shelby. How you doing, Shelby?
1: Oh, I'm doing I'm doing really good, and I'm really happy to be here and to talk about this game. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, so word excited. on the street is you're the big ace attorney expert out there. Is there truth to that?
1: Um, You know, I, I I don't know if I'd say expert, but I think that's also kind of imposter syndrome kind of talking, where I just really like the games and I love talking about them. But I don't know. I'm, I'm always scared I'm going to get something wrong. And then somebody who's like a bigger fan is going to point that out and be like, oh, fake news. You're a fake fan. Get out of here. But <laughs>
0: well, I don't know. Well, that's how I, I love, feel I every series. month. So you're oh, in good no. company. uh (laughs) Uh, so have you played all of the ace attorney games there's like a million of them out there
1: yeah um so i've played uh most of the ones that came over um like well in the in the main series uh i've beaten all of them except for spirit of justice that came out okay uh i think a couple years ago um reasons for that one i was just it it, it's a good Ace Attorney game, but it's a little boring, and there's like a lot of the same tropes and stuff, so I just kind of put it off. But I've beaten all the main um, main entries to the series, and I beat a spinoff, which was Phoenix Wright uh, versus Professor Layton, oh, which fun. is a fun game. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there's a couple of uh, games that focus more on uh, Edgeworth. It's uh, Miles Edgeworth Investigations. Uh, and I think we only got the first one here, and I do have it, and I think I beat it. I can't remember if I did or not. I I feel like I did, uh, but yeah. And then I we didn't get the second one. I don't think so.
0: So we yeah. I might be jumping ahead here, but with no, the Miles okay. Edgeworth, is that 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 he's a prosecutor? So does that take it from the prosecutor angle? Yep.
1: Yeah. So it's. Uh, you're doing kind of different cases, too, uh, and it's from his point of view, and it's more, like, focused, I guess, on the investigation
0: and stuff. And getting uh, a guilty verdict, I would guess, right? Um,
1: kind of, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, you're just trying to find, like, the truth, you know, because, you know, Edgeworth's whole thing is just, like, I got to get guilty verdicts no matter what, because if there's even the slightest chance that this person did this horrible thing, like, I have to put them away, it kind of, like, so he's more doing it, so there's nothing left to chance versus like if there's a possibility that they were innocent, you know, he's kind of gray in that area. He doesn't really care. But that changes later. And that's we see that later on in, in this game anyway that we're going to talk about. So, yeah, I definitely well, play that.
0: Well, good. You have passed my test, Shelby. You seem <laughs> like you know what you're talking about. So oh, let's get into best. the game of the month. How about that, huh? So for this month's CC Portable Game and the final episode of Season 1, we made it! 12 episodes! I can't Yay. believe it. Uh, but <laughs> we played Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney for the Nintendo DS. Now let me ask you this, Shelby. What, in what genre is this game considered?
1: Uh, definitely visual novel, okay. uh, I'd say. Uh, kind of puzzly. Um, yeah.
0: Because I've never played a game like this before. I've heard about this visual novel, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. uh, genre, but I've never explored it, and so I want to know if this is a fair representation of that genre. I don't know if you've played other ones.
1: Oh, I have. Yeah, I think it's uh, fair for this kind of like visual novel because they're like within the visual novel genre. There's a bunch of like (laughs) Mm subgenres, so this one is aimed more at being like uh, it's a bit more. mature not in like the content even though that is a thing but more like um like focusing on 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 problems that that could happen kind of thing sure. uh and yeah. it's also um not something like a i guess like a dating sim which is considered visual novel what that's a subgenre i guess so um i find when people think of visual novels their mind automatically goes to a dating sim but it's while they do consist of like oh you know while that does make up a lot of what visual novels are, like not every single visual novel is like that, you know, Mm -hmm. there are different types. So like puzzle ones, like Phoenix, Wright, And like, um, some people even consider, uh, professor, professor Layton games, uh, visual novels. Um, even though those are like super concentrated on, on, on puzzles and things. And anyway, they're definitely, um, very story heavy too.
0: Right. As I would assume. Um, and then as far as the puzzles in this, is that, pretty much in line with what most visual novels offer? Um, You know, like the way that the user interacts with the game, it's a lot of figuring out a lot of of logic puzzles. Like this reminded me have you ever done an escape room?
1: I haven't, but uh, I have a lot of friends who are like diehard like escape room fans, and they love doing them. Yeah. Um, so I'd say I'd say so definitely. The,
0: this reminded me of a lot of the puzzles you see in escape rooms. They're all mm-hmm. logic based. You really have to pay attention to the fine details. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really that's one of the things I really enjoyed about this game.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a great start to a, a series. Anyway, it's definitely like um something like i always say that the first game like phoenix Wright, is is a great game like it's not perfect but it's uh definitely it laid that that foundation for the rest of the series and yeah
0: are you ready to get into phoenix Wright? i'm so ready Booyah. i've been ready
1: since well, i was born
0: <laughs> of course before well good that's that's great you, you were born <laughs> to talk about this game but before we can we got to get the history of phoenix Wright. as always And so uh, if you didn't know, I actually found, I didn't know this until I was kind of doing my little research about Mm -hmm. this game, but this was actually originally released in Japan in October of 2001 for the Game Boy Advance, Mm -hmm. and it only consisted of the first four episodes as seen in the DS counterpart that we played, Um, and it wouldn't be until October 11, 2005, four years later, that North America would see the release for the DS, which now included Uh, The bonus fifth case uh, that is uh, the rise from the ashes in this one. Uh, The story of the game, which is normally what you would get in, you know, say, the instruction booklet if we were playing an older game. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't have that because the story is the game. So this is great because we can just skip the story and talk about the game. So we're here. Let's talk about Phoenix Wright. Shelby, give me your thoughts. Chat me up. What 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 did you think about this?
1: What did I think of the whole game? Yeah. Oh man. Um, So I was a little, um, I remember when I first started playing it, I was like, you know what, this game's all right. Like it's not super amazing, you know, Um, but your first uh, objection and then when the theme starts. If you know what I'm talking about, I do. like the first time you get like a legit objection, you're like, wait a second, there's something here. And that those are kind of like the hooks, I guess, because um, that first case definitely teaches you like the mechanics of the game and and, you know, how to uh, pick people's like testimonies apart and stuff like that. And I don't know, it just gets addicting later on to just uh, really find those lies and like stick it to the person that's lying because you're like, I know you're evil.
0: Like, I know what you did. Yeah, there's kind of a (laughs) sweet satisfaction, almost like a sinister satisfaction you get from, I figured out your lies.
1: Yeah. And to really stick it to, like, the prosecutors, too, because, uh, well, I love Edgeworth, but, like, you get, like, the – I think his name is Gaspin Payne and, like, Winston Payne and, like, the guys who are, uh, uh, I guess, kind of like the – the prosecutors, your first face off, and you know they're not that tough, and like mm-hmm. those guys have really bad attitudes. So you're just like, I want to stick it to you too.
0: So <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. all a holes. Mm-hmm. So are. I should mention too, before we get too deep into this, there is going to be yeah. a spoiler alert. I'm putting it out there. I never put yeah. it out there. I really should, but we're. I, I'm assuming <laughs> you've played the game. Who listens to this and then you know goes and play the game? I I, I don't. I never do that. I always listen to it after I play the game. Mm-hmm. So just just putting that out there, people. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. So uh one am
1: Sorry, I was going to ask, what did you first think of the game?
0: Well, okay, I've never played <laughs> a game like this before. Okay. And when I, I, there's a lot of reading. There's a mm-hmm. lot of reading. Yes. <laughs> uh, which adds to the length of the game substantially. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you're first setting up a case, w- when you're in the quote-unquote investigation period, Mm -hmm. I wasn't so sold on it. I was like, I don't get it. So I'm just, I'm basically clicking with my stylus and going and going and going. And I'm like, when do I actually get to the game part of it? And -hmm. then you get to the trial. And that for me is when the game really takes off. And like you said, it's, that's, that's when it gets fun. Mm -hmm. You know, when you start putting all these pieces together and you're saying, take that and Mm -hmm. uh, hold it and you're presenting your evidence and you're objecting that's when the game takes off for me. It's, it's mm-hmm. there, There's a strange dichotomy where I'm not really into – and this kind of goes f- uh, throughout the whole game. I wasn't really into the investigation part so much as the mm-hmm. trial. Did you feel that way?
1: Um, I, I definitely felt that way I think at the start. But um, I, I found the investigations a bit later on to be kind of like therapeutic because you get all riled up at like the trial or whatever. Uh, and then you're like, all right, and I need to, I need to chill because I'm getting unreasonably mad at this video game. Uh, so I got to go do some really calm things. And one of those calm things I felt was the, were the investigations. So, yeah, I, I mean, and for anybody unfamiliar with the game, usually do like, uh, you'll, you'll, you're set up in a scenario where you have your defendant or somehow you meet your defendant you decide you're going to defend this person, uh, You do usually a day of investigation and then it goes to a day of trial. And depending on the case, uh, some cases last for two days, some cases last for three. I think there might only be a couple cases in the series that have gone for like three full days. Um,
0: But yeah. Well, a lot of these ones do actually. I think only the first episode doesn't go three days. Yeah. Which – Oh, that's true. That's a good segue into we should (laughs) – so I guess this game kind of takes place in a futuristic – World where there's so many crimes and so many <laughs> um, cases that they've instated this new, like, rule of law where uh, trials can only last three days. They have to be decided in three yeah. days, uh, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. So, it, you, you kind of have to speed through everything, which plays into the story because, you know, they're always like, oh, no, we got to get enough evidence to help, you know, defend this guy or prove that he's not guilty. Uh, mm-hmm. So it, it, pu- it puts this pressure and this stress on you, which I kind of liked. And so for me, I'm always chasing that adrenaline rush that you get when you're actually in the trial and you're listening to the witness testimony and you're trying to f- find the holes in, in, their, uh, in their testimonies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. I guess I didn't have that therapeutic feeling when <laughs> right to the investigation. I was just, I, I want to get back to the trial. I want to find this guy not guilty or, or mm-hmm. you know, whatever.
1: You're not the first person I've heard say that they're not a huge fan of the uh, investigations because when we did our episode on Bonus Barrel, I think it was Seiji and uh, we had a guest, uh, Kevin, on that time too and they mm-hmm. were both not I, – I think they were both uh, not fans of that part anyway or that gameplay.
0: Well, the investigation part, it takes – e- each section, like you said, mm-hmm. you have the investigation, trial, investigation, trial, investigation, trial and then usually that's the end of the case. Mm -hmm. And each segment takes about a half an hour to complete. And that's if you're like flying through it. If you want to take Mm -hmm. your time, take even longer. But a half hour, that's, you know, about three hours a a case. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you you only got five episodes, but that's about 15 hours of gameplay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is crazy to me.
1: In um, in the HD remake, they actually added uh, fast forward buttons. So, um, if you're one of those people that doesn't like to read or if you've played the cases already, you just like speed through that stuff. Or if let's say, uh, you got a guilty verdict by accident, um, and you had to replay a certain chapter from a certain point, then you just speed through that it makes everything much faster.
0: Oh, well that's, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's talk about the, the story of the game. This is one of the things I really dug and. I didn't mind when we got to the investigation because I love the way they weave every trial together, so that mm-hmm. by the end of the game, everything's interconnected. This 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 giant web of crime and murder, <laughs> and uh,
1: why they need to do the three day trials because of this giant web of murder and all these yeah stuff. yeah. I,
0: I, I that that was one thing I didn't expect is that you know you, they introduce these characters and then they're bringing them back. You know, in, in the first uh, episode, which is the first turnabout, or the, the first case, the first turnabout, you know, mm. you're defending your friend Larry Butts, right? When something smells. Some, when something smells, it's got to be Butts. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: got to be the Butts.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you're meeting Detective Gumshoe, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, your your um, partner or your boss, I guess, Mia Faye, um, Yeah. And little do you know that these all these characters are going to be weaved in and out of this story. It's like a really it's a fine tapestry. What did, what did you what did you think about this? About the story?
1: Yeah. Uh I love it. Um I love Mia uh even though things happen. I don't know if it's something that we want to spoil um
0: or not. Oh, spoil it. Spoil it. All Just All right, you're going to
1: spoil it. You had everybody have your ch- you have your chance right now to stop listening cuz things are going to get real. <laughs> All right, Um, so after the first case where you find your friend uh, Larry, you find him uh, not guilty of murder, some other dude, obviously. like He was uh, um, accused of killing his girlfriend. It was another dude, found him not guilty, whatever. Uh, During this whole case, Mia's helping you out, um, and you're obviously playing as Phoenix. So in in the second episode, um, what happens is Mia is killed, and when Phoenix gets back to the office, uh, he finds, um, Maya, who's her sister. You don't know that like right away, but, uh, she had come to visit or something. Uh, and then that whole, um, case is about finding Maya not guilty and blah, blah, blah. And then once you do that, Maya's with you for the rest of the game. So she kind of becomes like, uh, now that Mia's gone, you do now have Maya. And something interesting about, uh, them is that their family uh they're actually like a line of spirit mediums um so even though real
0: spirit mediums
1: yeah like legit (laughs) (laughs) so
0: this ain't your fake you know palm reader on hollywood boulevard this is some real (laughs) oh sorry this is some real stuff
1: (laughs) (laughs) yep uh once uh even though maya's dead uh or sorry mia um maya can actually channel her spirit and that actually scares phoenix in court because maya's body actually like changes so she looks like mia and phoenix obviously is not expecting it because he thinks he hears her voice or something trying to help him like during this trial trying to prove her sister like uh not guilty and then he turns around and sees like this transformed person that sounds like his dead boss and he's like oh my god and he faints and then they have to bring him back, kind of like after he gets his bearings and is like, "Okay, what's going on?" And then it's explained about like how Maya's got these powers and
0: all this junk, and that their family is like mediums and and whatever. And tell me, Shelby, how do you distinguish Maya from Mia? What would what if you could pick one trait that distinguishes the two? What would it be?
1: <laughs> Are you talking about like the really obvious one?
0: Yeah. What is that?
1: Uh, okay, so. And this is something that I think uh, Rob actually has a lot of issue with is when when they uh, when the mediums transform because Maya Maya's, Maya's a kid. Well, she's eighteen, but she looks like a kid, and obviously her sister is much. More grown up and as like per these games with uh uh, you know Japanese culture and things. Not specifically blaming that, but she's got some pretty pretty big boobs. Yep,
0: she is busty.
1: Yeah, so (laughs) you look over at like who you think is Maya, and it's just like she's got these huge boobs. You're like, whoa, wait, (laughs) what's happening here?
0: And she Uh, likes to (laughs) flaunt them too. I mean, she's she's a couple buttons down for sure.
1: It's uh it's kinda uh supposed to be comedic that like uh her Maya's clothes don't fit Mia, obviously. Right. So that's why everything's just kinda like, Hey, <laughs> here you go. And you're like, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. they uh they spare no expense in uh, yeah. <laughs> in Maya's wardrobe. Yeah.
1: Even one of the, the witnesses in that case, um, April May, who's supposed to be like do you know who I'm talking about? The girl yeah, with she's the, pink the hair. flirty one. She's the flirty one and she does this thing where she kind of acts like a, a cat. So she got both her hands up and like making these paw motions. And when she jumps up and down her, the animation is that her boobs <laughs> jiggle. It's really funny, but yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I can't say I didn't like it, you know. Oh. <laughs> <That's> just, <laughs> just put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and so let's see. The first case you're you're defending harry butts oh i want i want to talk about that the defending i it's really clever the way that you because you're you're a defense lawyer how you're defending and, and getting a not guilty verdict in all these yeah. cases and uh i i guess it's kind of ironic or um coincidental that usually the murder is always a witness in the case
1: mm-hmm Yeah, It's one of the things that uh, Mia teaches uh, Phoenix and that is if you think you've reached the dead end on a case try thinking about it from like a different angle Mm -hmm. and you'll see that a lot come up or you see that come up a lot in the series like if you play the other games Um, but yeah it really like is I find kind of hammered into you playing this game at least by the end of it anyway I find.
0: One of the things that really blew my mind. This is when I knew, oh wow, this game is really bringing it. Um mm-hmm. and we'll get to how mature the game is in a second. But one of the mm-hmm. the in, in the first case, the first turnabout, the victim is murdered with a statue that was a clock. It was called the mm-hmm. Thinker.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a super famous statue. Everybody Knows what the thinker is kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, And
0: so uh, you're, you're presenting all this evidence. And it got to this point in the game where I had presented all my other pieces of evidence except for the thinker. And so I got to the point where I had to present evidence to contradict something. And mm-hmm. I knew – well, I figured, well, it's got to be the thinker. I've, I haven't – this is like the only piece of evidence I haven't presented. But I didn't know why I was presenting it. Mm-hmm. And so I presented it, turned out to be right. Mm-hmm. And the reason – That I presented it was the clock was set nine hours ahead Mm -hmm. because in the case, uh, the um, victim had just come back from France. And so she had set her clock to France time. And it's that sort of detail. I'm like, whoa, how would Mm -hmm. anyone catch that? I, did, I wasn't thinking about that. I happened to be right just because I picked the right piece of evidence to present. But when mm-hmm. I found out why I presented, I was like, whoa, that is some <laughs> deep thinking right there. Yeah. And that's this whole game. I mean, you have to really dig into every little detail and all the minutiae and just the way things are said in the witness testimonies. It, it, it can sometimes come down to one word that proves everything wrong or contradicts something. Mm-hmm. Did you have a favorite... Case, one that yep. you were... And which one was that?
1: That was uh, Case 4, Turnabout Goodbyes.
0: Okay, so it's that was that the case. one that kind of brought everything back together. Yeah. Um, you were... That was... You're defending Edgeworth, right? Yep. Yeah. So Edgeworth, Miles Edgeworth is kind of set up as your antagonist the whole game. And mm-hmm. now they flip the script on you and you become... Edgeworth who is a prosecutor you become his defense lawyer against this super prosecutor what do you remember his name
1: yeah his uh Von Karma
0: Von Karma yeah who objects to everything
1: yeah he's a jerk and his uh, objections sound like super demonic too like
0: oh my god yeah it's like objection
1: yeah and you're like oh no stop objecting man I don't want to listen to you right now
0: he's waving his finger about
1: yeah, you actually... Uh, his his daughter is the main prosecutor you face in the second game.
0: Oh, really? pretty cool. Yep. Oh, interesting.
1: And uh, she's really cool. But anyway.
0: I think the, the one I really dug the most was the, the third case, Turnabout Samurai. Yeah. It was,
1: re- it's a pretty good case.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it was the first that... I didn't know how they were going to tie it in together with the mm-hmm. rest of them. And I guess it really was only with edgeworth right that was in that one yeah
1: that one was just a bit it was a definitely more standalone because the like the first two cases are kind of related by the thinker statue Mm -hmm. uh because it ended up being the the murder weapon in both cases Mm -hmm. um and then in turnabout samurai that's when you get to know more about like what edgeworth is like and then turnabout goodbyes is
0: your brings it all full circle yeah
1: because it um it's revealed at some point that Phoenix and Edgeworth actually know each other, and that's because they had gone to school when they were younger. They'd gone to the same school, and they were friends with uh, uh, Larry too. Like Edgeworth stands up for Phoenix in class because everyone thinks Phoenix stole this lunch money or something, and uh, <laughs> Edgeworth defends him. And then Phoenix is like, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be an attorney. I'm gonna be an attorney." And then that's yep. <laughs> the
0: rest is history. In the Cartridge Club, that there's—I know you're familiar with it—but everyone's getting on this Discord app.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. You're on it, I'm on it. It's almost like another forum for mm-hmm. the Cartridge Club, and so we've been getting a lot of comments and stuff this month. I'm really happy. You guys like went all out. If that was the forum for the Cartridge Club, oh man, <laughs> we, it would be so popular. But mm-hmm. I guess we're using Discord. And one of the things you pointed out on Discord that I loved was they actually made a Phoenix Wright movie in Japan. Yes. <laughs> so why don't you talk about this for a second? Because this blew my mind.
1: Yeah. So usually with uh, with like movie adaptations of games, like... You know, they they try to, to to parse it, so it's into a story that makes a lot of sense because sometimes it's really hard to take like uh, a novel or like a really long game and to kind of shove everything in one movie. Uh, and although I think the Phoenix Wright movies about two hours long, I find they did a super, super good job of kind of giving you the main points of of every case or if in the event that they did skim over uh one, um, they made sure that you had enough information there, uh, so that you could relate it back to the game. Uh, if you were like, if you could remember the specifics of the case in the game and, and all that, but, um, the main points, uh, the main cases, uh, that they, they focus on in the movie are turnabout sisters. Cause that's obviously where you meet Maya. That's like a big thing. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, turnabout goodbye. Like when you defend Edgeworth and yeah. Um, so I, I thought You've seen it. Oh yeah, I've seen it multiple times. there's I've, I've no shame, I love it. It's really good.
0: Yeah, you guys out there, do yourself a favor if you haven't uh, seen the trailer, go go on YouTube and look up you know Phoenix Wright movie mm-hmm. and watch the trailer because I was amazed at how accurate they kept to the game. Yeah, I there's mean, a little
1: bit of craziness that happens in it with how they uh present evidence. Uh which is like giant flying TVs. Like if when you're in the fancy courtroom, there's like this thing opening in the ceiling that comes down and like, you've got this like TV that comes down and it's on like these weird arms and things. And like whenever they want to show people evidence or when they slam their desk and they can like, like make this push action and it pushes the piece of evidence like on the TV, like over to like this other, like the other side of the room, it's bananas, but it's so good.
0: When, (laughs) when someone does the objection or take that, do you get a, a flashing, like the words flashing on the screen?
1: Uh, I don't remember the words popping up, Okay. It's been like a, about a year or so since I've seen it. I but it does like there's uh, remixes of the music in the background that you can hear. Uh, and strangely enough, music from other games too, like the other Phoenix Wright games, which is kind of funny. Uh, but they do uh, definitely put like a lot of uh, focus on when there is an objection, like the death slam and, the, and like the the pointing, and uh, there usually is like a sound effect and stuff too. So
0: yeah. And what would you give this uh, movie a rating if you could?
1: Oh, my goodness. 10 out of 10.
0: 10, 10, out of 10 out of 10.
1: But it's very it's very niche. If you're not like a, you know, I, I'm probably looking at it extremely, extremely biased. So Hey,
0: who cares? It really does look <laughs> fun. I'm not kidding, guys. Go watch the trailer, if anything, because it is a trip. <laughs> uh, you mentioned the music a second ago. Let's talk about the music really quick. I don't talk about the music much on CC Portable. Mm-hmm. I loved the music in this game
1: it's it's in a regular rotation of mine when I'm listening to soundtracks at either at work or if I'm at home uh just doing whatever like cleaning or or drawing or just and like anything I've got music on in the background and this is it's you know music from this series is always in a playlist somewhere
0: yeah and they reuse a lot of the music throughout but I actually looked forward to hearing certain pieces of music probably my favorite was when you're getting towards the end of a trial and you found that like big contradiction that's mm-hmm. that turns the scales in your favor and it's like kind of a fast-paced. Yeah. That was my absolute favorite. Every time I heard it, it, got my blood pumping.
1: Yeah,
0: I agree. Okay, well, I, I normally do a little uh, segment called Portable Power where I read from Nintendo Power, and I do have the Nintendo Power that covers. Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, although I have to admit, it's kind of a vanilla, boring article. Um, but I will mention it, just in case you guys want to check it out. It's from the November 2005, that's volume 197 of Nintendo Power, and on page 109, we get our uh, review of Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, and they gave it an 8.0, Oof. which is funny because that's what I want to talk about next, is our reviews. But first, I got a couple questions for you, Shelby. Yep. I always ask these, and we're getting down to the nuts and bolts of Phoenix Wright. Number one, All right. who is this game for?
1: Oh, uh, I think this game is for people who love good stories, uh, people who like reading, because like you said, there's a lot of, a lot of reading to be done uh, I don't find it that hard to read through or just sit through like it's not boring for me so as long as reading is not boring for you you're gonna love this game uh, if you love games that uh, use logic and, and deductions and things and, and you like puzzle games in general I think this is a game for you
0: absolutely it's for the thinking man or woman yeah and it's, it's also I want to point too. out we, we had mentioned it's it's a little mature way yeah. more mature than I had thought I mean right away <laughs> You're getting murder and,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, busty lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> and even some of the language gets a little, uh, you know, PG-13 at times, I would say. Uh, yeah. It's definitely not for mm, the younger ones, I would say.
1: No, definitely
0: not. Now, here's, this is a tough one. This is going to be fun to talk about. Question number two, is this a good portable game? Heck yes. It is?
1: Heck yes. I Defend say your only- point. It's on so, so many things. Like, you can get the HD Trilogy on your phone, uh, and the game itself is, like, bare bones doesn't require a lot to run it. Uh, So if, you know, if you're just, like, chilling out and you're like, oh, man, like, I'm on the bus right now on my way to work and I got 20 minutes to spare... You know what am I gonna do with my time? It's like, are you gonna play freaking Candy Crush or are you gonna play Phoenix Wright? And f- freaking the answer is Phoenix Wright. So uh, you can play it on your phone. Uh, it's on uh, DS. Obviously, it's on the uh, the trilogy came out for 3DS, and then obviously any of the you know 2DS and all those other things that that came out, like the different versions of the handheld console and and, and all that. And obviously, if you've got the older handhelds that you could play it on. You know, play it on that too. I'd say it's, it's, it's very accessible and that's what makes it a good portable game.
0: All right. Well, I don't disagree with you, but I'm going to play a little bit of Devil's Advocate right now Ooh. if I can. Okay. okay. So I mentioned each segment takes about a half hour to complete. That's a long time and you really have to kind of just sit down and finish a segment. It's not good to walk away because mm-hmm. you're getting crucial details to each case, which this, this is what I have trouble with it being a portable game. It's mm-hmm. all about the details. The devil's mm-hmm. in the details in this game. And if you walk away from this game, you you might forget about these details. Does that make it a good portable game?
1: Um, I think in... I'm not sure if this is something that was in the original one because in my mind anyway, the latest version that I played was the HD trilogy. And they added a feature where it you can go back and look at... Like if there's a conversation, you can go back and look at conversation
0: history um okay see i love that because there isn't anything like that in this game
1: not uh okay so not in this okay i wonder
0: if it was i mean you uh, can you can go back and look at conversations you're in but i don't think you can go back and check older conversations oh okay i i don't well now you're making me question everything
1: no this (laughs) this is this is what i mean when i say like the imposter syndrome thing yeah yeah i'm just like wait a second maybe it's not that way uh but yeah.
0: So uh, I would say, personally, I'm a little 50-50 on if this is a good portable game or not. Which is funny okay. because this whole series only lives on portable systems.
1: Yeah. Until... No, wait. I think it came out on the Wii at some point. Oh, did it? Or Wii version, maybe only in Japan.
0: Okay. Okay. I can't remember. Anyway, sorry. But again, <laughs> I, I don't think I'd want to sit in front of the TV and read everything.
1: Hmm.
0: And like, that works better on a portable system for me. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I'm... I'm I'm still batting this around in my head. <laughs> Question number three, Shelby. This is the big one. Out of five, okay. five being perfect, how would you rate this game?
1: Four out of five.
0: Four out of five?
1: Yeah, because I love it, but there are better games in the series.
0: Gotcha. So you're rating it based off of the uh, the other games in the series, which improve yeah. upon uh, certain things in this game. Yeah. I would give it a four out of five, too. And and. I had a I had a really good time, and the reason I'm docking it a point is it's not perfect. That's that's mm. just let's get that out of the way. But the biggest issue I had was its portability. You you really had to sit down and and focus on it. I, at least I did. Okay. But it doesn't matter what we think, Shelby. Everybody knows that. <laughs> it's what the Cartridge Club thinks. That's and, true. Gosh darn it. Thank you guys so much. This month was crazy with the two-word reviews. I think we got the most we've ever Mm -hmm. got. And we got some good ones out there. So, as always, Shelby, I don't know if you know, we're going to go back and forth. I'll read one, you read one, I'll read one, you read one. Okay? Okay. Yep. All right. So, I'll start. Our first two-word review comes from Rocket Sauce. He said, surprisingly mature. I think we both agree there.
1: Yep. Yep. So, the next one comes from Joe, and he says, nice suit.
0: (laughs) Now... This is great. (laughs) This is great because I think this works on a couple levels. First, Mm -hmm. nice suit. Yes, Phoenix Phoenix dresses nice. But also, suit can refer to the courtroom, a lawsuit. Oh, Oh, man. Did you think about that? Did you catch that?
1: I didn't, but that's amazing. Right? Yep.
0: So good on you, Joe. That's Joe from STC Pod, by the way. Okay. Kaiser Cade, he says, no objections. That's a pretty easy that's a low-hanging fruit, two-word review, but I'll take it nonetheless. <laughs> we got a lot of the low-hanging fruit. This game is full of all these quotes and stuff, and so I think everybody mm-hmm. kind of ran wild with the, these quotes mm-hmm. and a play on that.
1: Awesome. So Five Game Suicide says Lawful Judgment.
0: I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, buried on Mars, I think he's just looking for a shout-out here. He said, didn't play. Oh. Thank you, Buried on oh. Mars.
1: Oh. Well, that's his loss then. That's
0: his loss. <laughs> it truly is.
1: All right. Uh, next one from Matt Bandy. And you'll he- probably agree with this. And lots of people probably agree with this. But <laughs> Mia likey.
0: <laughs> Love it. This is like my favorite one. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm and
1: props not I'm usually not Bandy one for like was, puns or anything.
0: But he good was God. complaining on Twitter that people kept taking what he was originally going to say. And so he had to mm-hmm. really think about what he put and what he came up with. Matt. This is great. This is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeffrey Hillard said, not guilty. I can't believe everyone didn't put that. I thought that was a an easy one right there. Mm-hmm. Not guilty. Good stuff.
1: Chris R. says, liked that, but like, kind of like when you would say, take that. That's in the, the game. way I took it. Yeah.
0: Well Little done, Chris. Mark. I don't know. This might also be Chris. I'm not sure because Chris R. put liked that on Twitter, but we also oh, have okay. our Discord chat going, and this might be him. I'm not sure. If not, base guy. His two-word review was lawyer up.
1: Oh, I really like that one, too. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. And Seiji. Yay. I get to do Seiji's. So I was actually struggling with uh, finding one. So I'm going to take one from Seiji. I'm going to say mine is take that because I had (laughs) very low hanging fruit, like you said. But Seiji also said uh, no objections and hold it. Uh, So, yeah.
0: Great. Thank you, Seiji, for all three. Woo. And thank you, Shelby. That was yours, right? Take that. You're also going to say take that.
1: Yeah, I'm also going to say that.
0: <laughs> Great. Song Cat, you said objections overruled. Another one. I like that. I like that.
1: Mm-hmm. It was really good. Very, very good. And finally, AD Defense. Damn it, Edgeworth. That's my favorite one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that's a good one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because, you know, it's like you, you've you done, like, all your work. You're like, oh, I'm going to present this. It's going to convince everybody. And then all of a sudden you hear, like, his objection. You're like, oh, my God, stop. Like, just leave it be.
0: Just leave bastard. it as worth. Well, I definitely don't think I can beat any of these, but I'm going to try anyway. Mine's really corny, and it probably works better being read. Um, but my two-word review is going to be Phoenix like Right, Like, R-I-G-H-T. <laughs> I <laughs> All right. Now, Shelby, you're going to have to help me out with this next one, because normally I like to keep it going. If you like this game, you might also like another game. Uh, but I haven't played any other of the Ace Attorney games, so I'm throwing it out to you. Shelby, if someone likes this game, what's the next step they should take?
1: All right. So um i'd say next steps uh because this is a visual novel there are other visual novel games like this they've kind of follow the same like investigations and trial kind of formula the f- first one that uh comes to mind right now is one that my friends really like it's one that i started uh and i never finished but i'm gonna go back to it eventually because it was really enjoyable but uh dengan rompa i'm probably saying that wrong because it's a crazy crazy uh Japanese title but uh, yeah uh, that one is uh, you're trapped in a school like you're, you're a transfer student you're trapped in a school um, students start killing each other and you gotta find out who's killing them so yeah uh, that one follows the same format kind of like investigations and, and trials and things so and one thing about this is if you mess up uh, your witnesses uh, start getting killed off people start dying so you gotta do a good job save all the people
0: interesting wow yep. curveball right there i thought you would have said another uh, ace attorney game but you came out of left field with Ropa.
1: Yep. well obviously the rest of the series too um and uh another game probably would just be professor layton like any one of those because this even though it's not strictly like a lot of reading and stuff there are a lot of puzzles and logic and deductions and there's
0: cute stories so yeah that was actually what Uh, was beat out by Phoenix Wright for this game of the month. It was Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright, and Phoenix Wright won barely. It won by, like, I think
1: 1%.
0: So it was a a close call. So, yeah, check out the Professor Layton series. I know I definitely want to. And that is it for Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. We got there, Shelby. Can you believe it? We did it. (laughs) So why don't we talk about what's coming up in CC Portable for the next three months. Of course, as mentioned before, coming up in June, the start of season two, it was my pick, and I'm going for a classic that all you guys want, and that is Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX for the Game Boy or Game Boy Color. Have you played that game, Shelby? I haven't. What?
1: Really? I know, it's bad, it's bad. (laughs) I think we're doing it for a topic coming up, though, so I will get my chance.
0: Oh my goodness, you absolutely have to play it. It's...
1: I've heard such good things. Possibly I like the music the best for
0: it. Game Boy game. Yeah. And then in July, we had our Turtle Power Poll winner. So you guys voted on your favorite Ninja Turtle. You didn't know what game we were going to be playing. I had a game attached to each Ninja Turtle. Oh. And I think in a surprise upset, Donatello won with 38% okay. of the votes.
1: Donatello's my favorite turtle, though, so I'm okay with this. I'm very okay with it.
0: Well, I was... Just as surprised as all of you, I'm sure. Well, I guess not. 38% of you wanted Donatello to win. But he was attached to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Back from the Sewers for the Game Boy. Have you played this game, Shelby? I have not, no. I don't think a lot of people have. Me included. I'm very excited to play this game. I think this is the unsung hero, well, hopefully, of the Game Boy Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trilogy. Uh, I think this is the least played one. The one that I certainly... Hear the the least about, and so I'm excited to jump into that for July, and that brings us to August. Our game announcement. You ready for this one, Shelby? Yeah. This is a fun one. For the first time, L. El- <laughs> try that one <laughs> it's again. Okay. I'm really excited for this one, Shelby. For the first <laughs> time ever in CC Portable, our theme of the month is going to be dealer's choice. That means I don't get to pick what we're playing. You guys do. So how this is going to work is when I put up, when I would normally put up the poll, which is the first of the month, so this is going to be June 1st, I'm going to put up Dealer's Choice and what you guys are going to do is you guys are going to comment, you're going to give me the four games that you want to play or have on the poll for August and then uh, after one week I'm going to randomly choose one of those lists and then you guys are going to vote on one of those four games that we're going to play in August. Did that make sense, Shelby? Yep. Fantastic. So start thinking about what four games you guys uh, want to have out there on the poll for August. Do you have a game that maybe we uh, didn't vote for on the CC Portable? Do you have a game you've been chomping at the bit to play that I have never put on a poll? Um, Mm -hmm. Or something in your backlog you just want to check off? All these things and more. Your choice, whatever you want. Could be the August game of the month. And that brings us to the end of CC Portable. (sighs) We made it, and I'm going to plug a few things right now. So first, check out the forums at cartridgeclub.org, and please share your experiences alongside us. As always, you can find me on Twitter, at ccportableunite, where you can let me know what games you'd like to play, or if you want to be a special guest like Shelby here. And speaking of Shelby, where can we find you, Shelby?
1: uh you can find me and my castmates at uh, uh bonus barrel on soundcloud or soundcloud and you can find us also on twitter i'm uh at bb Shelbo. and then there's uh rob who's at i think he's just bonus barrel but he might have changed it to bb rob i can't remember uh and then there's seiji who's uh seiji I, and i never know how to pronounce this so i should probably ask him at some point but it's either seiji ac or seiji ac i don't
0: know uh one of those um <laughs> Aren't you guys like hundreds of episodes in?
1: Yeah, we just well, we just finished uh recording 169 on last Sunday. Yeah, last Sunday.
0: And you still don't know how to pronounce that?
1: Nope. <laughs> uh, you know, I've always like read it in my mind as Sadjac, but I I and I just, you know, that's just in my head, but now that you're asking me to plug it i'm like wait a minute (laughs) i don't plug things very often because i'm not on stuff very often and rob is usually the one who does the plugs at the end and we never mention our twitters (laughs) right so yeah i'm gonna go ask sage about that after this actually
0: well great well you can go ask him right now because we are done thank you for being here shelby
1: thank you for having me i really appreciate it It was a fun fun time
0: Yeah, and if you could sign us off, I would be much appreciative.
1: CC Unite! Take that!